Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Okay. All right, let me behave. Let me behave. You know, we got a new building, so I got to behave. Not really, but (laughs) hallelujah. Go ahead and have your seats and praise God with me. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Can we give God the praise for our wonderful team, our worship team? Wow. First off, y'all really, really look good. Tell your neighbor you look good. Are the seats comfortable? You know, is the atmosphere good for you? You look good. Tell your neighbor, wow, so you came to church today? And then I want you to look around. It's my favorite meme. I want you to look around. This is nice. This is not. Look around. Look up. Wow. Ain't got no roaches or nothing. This is nice. Hallelujah. We thank God that he has found us worthy enough to give us nice things, to give us good things. Hallelujah. How many of us know what we've been on a series on in this last month? Oh, that was really cute. Miracles. Hallelujah. If it's okay with you, we're going to wrap up miracles today. Is that all right with y'all? That doesn't mean that God's not done with us. It just means that we're being prepared for a new dispensation of glory. Is that okay? So as I was praying yet again for the Gap Church, I was like, God, we didn't plan to finish this series in a new building. But the Lord decided that he wants to start us off by doing something wonderful in our midst today. And if this is your first time since we're in a new building, this is the Gap Church. Can you tell your neighbor this is the Gap Church? Welcome to church. Tell your people welcome to church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The title for today's message is Messy Miracles. Tell your neighbor, Messy Miracles. Oh, Lord, help me preach this. We're going to start with the book of Luke, chapter 1. I'm just going to get right into it today. Father God, help us. Oh, somebody's been praying. Somebody's been praying. Somebody needs a word from God today. Only two times I get the attack to my voice is when God wants to shed a new light of glory or when the enemy is sending a contention in this room. As I was sitting back there, the attack came again. So I just know that God is trying to do something new in this place. Is that okay? Luke chapter 1. We're going to read verse 5, and we'll kind of skip down to a very familiar story. Are we all there? Say, if you're not there, hold on for me. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and when he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. 
But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. That's a word for somebody today. Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Let me just say, that's for somebody today. Do not be afraid. Maybe your prayer has been in pending status for a long time. The word of the Lord is saying, do not be afraid for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or any fermented drink and he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to return the hearts of the parents to their children and their disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Verse 18, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. Verse 19, the angel said to him, I'm Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent, not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. It is the appointed time, people of God. It is the appointed time. We've been teaching and preaching and sitting at the feet of God for several weeks now regarding miracles. And it is the appointed time. There are many prayers that you've been praying with an expectation. You don't pray things because you don't believe that God won't move. You pray with belief, I hope. Even in those nonchalant times, you pray with the expectation that God is going to move. And this is Zechariah. He's been praying for a long time for this. And I beg you to consider that this might have been even a forgotten prayer. Prayer that he's probably been able to figure his life around it never coming true. He's settled. Lord has sent me this morning to wake up some settled people who have set apart some prayer points and have decided, God ain't going to answer. That the circumstances of the situation you're in no longer dictate that this thing can happen, ever. Zachariah old. What? No, no, I know your angel Gabriel, but... What's happening? Why? And the Bible says he made him mute. He made him silent. Man's been praying for a miracle. God encounters him by sending his angel, and he doesn't believe. Help us, Jesus. Help us. Could it be that your circumstances have so much polluted your imagination that you've restricted the way God wants to move? Could it be that the way you live your life is saying, I don't need this prayer answered anymore? Think about it. What happens when you throw it out to God over and over again and nothing happens? And you figure out a way to adapt to survive. I get it, I get it. You've got to adapt to survive. You've got to figure out a way to make things move even when this prayer isn't going to be answered. you still got to figure out a way to put food on the table even if you've never got admitted into the master's program. I get it that you got to figure out another side hustle to do because this thing that you've been really hoping for isn't happening. I get it. I get it. But God's like, I'm still coming through. 
I'm still going to come through. Why are you limiting me by changing your life as if I'm still not going to come through? I'm still going to come through. Just, 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 just wait on it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come through. There's some people that need to hear a word that says wait on it. I'm still coming through. Zechariah and Elizabeth are not ordinary people. When I studied their lineage, both of them come from lineages of priesthoods. They're godly people, David's people, good oil, good pedigree, good DNA, everything going for them, childless. Maybe you got it going on consistent, serving, in your word, putting everything, yet tragedy after tragedy, trauma, disappointment keeps being the only thing you see and you've made up in your mind that God's not coming through. But he said, trust the pedigree, I'm still coming through. Do you not know who you are in God? Do you not know the seeds that have been sown on your behalf? Do you not know the foundation in which you stand? Have you forgotten that I am God? When I move, I move. When I answer, I answer. My sovereignty is not in condition to your expectation. My sovereignty can move. And that's a prayer for somebody who needs God's weight to just be thrown around in their life so they can be reminded his presence is still with me. Good pedigree, good DNA. But the miracle ain't come yet. Be honest, let's let's keep it real. I know we are in church and we're used to hollering and heaping and saying, Yes, Lord, but when the things don't come through, it hurts. It that's the real church hurt. Come into church, preaching hope. God moves, but not for me. Testimonies to the left. Testimonies to write and even agree in prayer with my friend. They get it, I don't. God, don't you see me out here? Like, like, maybe y'all too cute, but I pray that prayer. You see me out here, don't you? I'm really outside believing in you. This person got the miracle. This person got the miracle. What about me? Could imagine how Zachariah and Elizabeth must have felt their godly people, their, their priests were crying out loud. The shame they must have felt. You know what it's like every year your friend and gone to dental school, they done did this, they done did that, and you're like, I, stand, I can't even pass the PCAT. Can't even get into the pharmacy program. And God is like, wait on it. No, 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 no. Like, I, I actually, this ain't a setup for you to fall. Wait on it. Like, I'm actually still going to come through. Wait on it. And so when the angel comes to send you a messenger, when you have an encounter in the next 21 days of fasting and prayer, when you meet God and there's a message that is sent for you in this season, watch your response. Watch the response when your word comes. Somebody needs to write that down real big. Watch your response. Because when God moves, I guarantee you it's not going to be what you thought. 
It's God. He may be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, but he got new methods every time. He is the most creative, creative you can ever meet. Trust him. Just when you think this can't work, he shows up. Same God, new ways. (laughs) That's a word for somebody. Lord, I need a same God, but I need a new way. <laughs> Lord, I need the same God of yesterday, today, and forever, but I need a new way. I need a new way to address my situation, God. I don't want to limit you based off of my expectation. I need a new way. I need a new way. I need a new way. Because the way that I keep expecting it, it's not coming that way. It's not happening. And I'm in this mess. I'm in these, these student loans won't pay themselves. How long can you defer? (laughs) Fam, you 30, you've been out of school, you can't keep deferring. God, I'm out here, I'm outside. I'm here waiting, and you're not moving. The weight of the weight is heavy. The weight of the weight is heavy. As the weight is coming, it's heavy. I keep waiting. I keep seeing people answer prayers. It's heavy. I'm carrying all these expectations. I'm getting crushed by my expectation. I'm being crushed by unanswered prayers. I keep getting disappointed because I think God is going to handle it this way, but it's not happening. The weight of the weight is heavy. Is that somebody's cry this afternoon? The weight of the weight is heavy. God's not coming through. And I'm out here. I'm out here. It's me. Talk to somebody's heart. It's you. God told you to do it this way. You've been the obedient one. You were free from the addiction. You you came over all those things, but you're still out here. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. John chapter 1. John chapter 9, verse 1 to 9. We're about to get somewhere this morning, this afternoon. John chapter 9. Bible says... As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned in this man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened, so what? Ekarabo sotoriba shatarabo. Romo sotoriba shatarabo. So the works of God might be displayed in him. You thought this was about you? <laughs> you thought it was about you, newsflash. It was never about you. It was always about the glory of God. Every single no was God's glory. Every single delay is God's glory. Every single weight on his manifestation is God's glory. Stop limiting God to the way that you want it to be because God's glory is more important than this. We need to wake up this generation, all this instant gratification stuff. That ain't God's glory. 
You're looking at your age, he's looking at his glory. We got spoiled. We getting spoiled out here. Used to getting everything we want. I want it now. Yet you want to grow? Growth don't come cheap. Growth. See, the thing about weight <laughs> is even though it's heavy, it conditions you. Because the heavier the weight you carry, I knew where you at. The heavier the weight you carry, you keep branch pressing, you know that you're getting stronger. <laughs> the resistance is growing, a resistance inside of you. The weight of the weight is growing something inside of you. It don't come cheap. The weight of the weight getting you stronger and you out here complaining. <laughs> verse five. Go back to verse four. It says, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, this is where it gets messy. He spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Gross. Bible says he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man. Maybe the anointing is in the mess. Maybe the anointing is in the mess. You want it clean. God wants it messy. You want it set cute. God said, no, nah, I need it chaotic. So when it wind blows and the glory of God is the only one standing, they will know it was God. I need somebody to know in this place that God needs people who can be messy, who can be okay with the mess. They can be okay with the mess. He needs it that way. Bible says he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and he anointed his eyes. The anointing you are looking for <laughs> is not that sweet oil. Because, you know, at least if the oil drips, it can moisturize my face. <laughs> it's not the sweet oil. The oil that God uses your mess. Bible says in verse 7, go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and he came home seeing. Verse 8, Bible says his neighbors <laughs> and those who previously had seen him that he was blind, he said, is this not the guy who sat in bed? Ain't this the same girl that been waiting on God? Is it's not him? That's been waiting on God. Thank you. Though we not even losing the notes no more. <laughs> Hallelujah. God just had to confirm it for me real quick. Drop the notes, girl. You don't need it. My glory is here. Yeah. Verse 8. Is this not the same man that was blind from birth? See, when God decides to use messiness... He makes it in such a way that you become unrecognizable to the very people who have conditioned you in your mess. The very people that have labeled you and named you that this is your mess. 
You've been addicted to porn. Yeah, that's the girl that had that problem. But when God decides that he wants to move in your life, he doesn't need it anymore. He says the mess is the anointing that I need to make your glory, the glory of God come through in your life. I don't know about you, but I've been in this season praying some dangerous prayers. Because as I sat in this year, I literally was praying. I said, God, is this all you're going to do this year? The prophecies, they make a prophesy dangerously for us at the beginning of the year. Dangerous. Yeah, Melise, honestly. Even me, I was scared. But I said, I know that when the prophecy go out, it's up to me to make sure that God... Yes. Because the, the prophecy has to work for me. Those words that come out have to be validated in my life. So I ask God, there's a lot missing. What are we going to do about it? We got 21 days. We ready? We ready? I got 21 days to sort it out with God. I'm ready. I'm ready because I've been in a lot of mess this year, so I'm going to need God to put it together. I mean, you got to make it make sense. I didn't gave away the cute packaging <laughs> for the mess God's put me through because the anointing has only gotten greater. I'm going to need some explanation here. I'm going to need to understand what he really wants to complete in my life this year. Got a revelation the other day that the reason why we have to be so urgent about seasons and making sure that we finish off in season and complete our work is because by the next season there's a new dispensation of glory that outdated stuff that you were waiting for you have nothing to stand on in the next season you got to finish it up and sometimes I know the procrastinators out here can understand me that in the nick of time when you're the assignment is due is 11:59. And it's 9.58, five-page paper, single space. <laughs> MLA, citation. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you at. You could be in the Starbucks, in the Starbucks parking lot, pinging their Wi-Fi. You could do whatever it takes because when it's the nick of time, forget about how it looks. I mean, are we understanding that it's October? We have the nick of time. I can't wait for Sunday for the glory to come. I think my closet is enough. Or Trani will say, I think my kitchen is enough. It's, no matter where it happens, it's enough. As long as his presence is there, it's enough. And for you who have been limiting yourself in the way God wants to move, I pray to you, God, meet you like Zachariah at the end of the shift. At the end of the shift, when you forgot and you thought God has forgotten about you. I decree upon your life that the nick of time blessing, messy, unpackaged, chaotic, and whatever, the anointing meets you in this season in the name of Jesus.
Gabriel, Angel Gabriel said, don't you know who I am? I sit in the presence of God. I stand in God's presence. When I send a message, trust me, it's accurate. That's a word for somebody. When I send a word, trust me, it's accurate. I didn't mess it up. No, no, I didn't stutter. What I said, I said what I said. I said it so that you can believe that I'm still moving in your life. I don't care what, no, 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 no. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I said what I said. God said what he said over you for a reason. Accept it. Some of us are a tug of war with God just tugging. Did you, did you mean it this way? Baby, if I was Gabriel, so you mean I literally left heaven to send you this message? <laughs> You're a priest. You know how he moves. I'd be like, you know what? Forget you. You ain't even getting it. At least he was mute. Again, <laughs> that's why I'm human. I'm not an angel. <laughs> but God's glory still said, okay. And I want us to understand the significance in Zechariah being silenced. Oh, Lord, help me preach this. Because the thing about it, there comes a high time when God's glory is more important on your convenience and your circumstance. And his glory has to move whether or not you have a word to say about it. So sometimes God has to put a set, like a literally a temporary solitary confinement over you and put you in a separate season so his glory can still move. Sometimes God has to silent you, make you suddenly irrelevant, make your voice no longer. You thinking that you've been attacked. No, sit in the waiting room while I do something new in your life. And I don't know about you, but I need somebody who is ready to sit in some waiting rooms. That's okay by me. I got to sit right here because God is going to move the way he's going to move. Said, stop looking for the packaging. You can't curate this. You can't, you can't make it look aesthetically pleasing. It is what it is. It is what it is. Who waits for that long just to be silenced for 10 months? The crazy thing is the Bible, if you read the scripture, it says Zechariah, after he left the shift, mute. Not only was he mute, he was blinded. The, it didn't even happen immediately. <laughs> scripture says a couple months later, she conceived. Oh, Lord. You mean to tell me Zechariah probably was mute and blind for a year? Off of a doubt? Maybe you're in a situation, you're in off of a doubt. Off of a question. See, God is not a wicked God. He just wants you to understand and understand and show you that mm -mm, I work. I work. I move. Bible says to this blind man, it said, <laughs> verse 9, some claim that he was who he was. Others says, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. You see, there's a way that when God, when you've been messy for so long, when God does it for you, you become so unrecognizable that God then gives you the audacity to re-announce yourself. 
Listen, that's a word for somebody who is wondering what is, who am I going to be on the other side of this? Somebody needs to be backed up with some glory so they have the confidence to re-announce themselves. Oh, God. Other night I woke up, I had a dream about the Gap Church. We were actually in this room. We're praying. Oh, my God, the glory of God was heavy. Everyone, the spirit of God had moved. Everyone was in complete prostrate worship to God. And I was just saying, fire, fire, fire. I woke up from the dream. Actually, my husband elbowed me, and I woke up from the dream. That was heavenly because I needed to wake up to intercede for this church. And I sensed in my spirit contention. So you mean God's glory can still be moving and somewhere in the corner there's contention? Oh, Lord, have mercy. So I began to pray. Every contending spirit in the God church that's contending with the fire of God be removed in the name of Jesus. We've taught you how to go into warfare. We've taught you how to protect yourself. But when, remember, we said that you can't fast for miracle. Remember we said that? We can't pray for miracle. This fasting is for your heart posture. Because, again, the miracle can happen before the fast. The miracle can happen a year after the fast. But I want you to not allow the conditions of what the fast results for you to make you believe that God hasn't done it. Because he's moving. The contention in our midst is doubt. Okay. I mean, he'll do it for you, but not for me. God wants to do some messy miracles in this place. Got to be okay with his methods. Got to be humble enough to receive how long it might take. You know, I, I realized this year, this is the first time in my life I realized that the devil was really after my life. <laughs> Some of you, you don't know how important you are. I pray that your eyes of understanding will be opened. To share, I felt led to share this today. I was having a routine, routine procedure earlier this year, just routine, nothing crazy, you know. So I was supposed to go in. It was supposed to be an hour procedure. Get out, go home. Cool. So went in. Everything was okay. Prayed. When I woke up from the procedure, it was nighttime. I was confused, first of all, because I came in during daytime. And I looked up and I saw these wires around me. I was in a daze, like, what happened? What happened? My doctor came to me. She said, I don't know who you are or what you're carrying, but the devil wasn't after your organ. He was after your life. You lost so much blood, we called your family to tell them that you weren't going to make it out of this. And that just to let you know that you were losing your life. I'm not making this up. My brother's right there. They called him already. 
What did y'all do when they called you? Prayed like mad people, mom said. So whatever happened from the time they called to the time I woke up was straight warfare and intercession. You see, there's going to be some times you cannot pray for yourself. I was under sedation. I didn't have a word to pray about. There's going to be some time that your catalog of prayers will intercede for you. Where your community of believers will pray for you. Where your family will just add a little sprinkle to the warfare that you've already done. So I woke up. Just looking around. What, what happened? I was just confused. I was like, I'm supposed to be going home. I was like, I had some chicken I was trying to put in the air fryer. <laughs> that doctor said, I don't know who you are. But the devil, was, she said it. That we followed all protocols and you were still losing blood. You were losing your life. All protocols. And then so she said, Suddenly, we didn't even find the source of the bleed, but the bleeding stopped. So when y'all see me in this place losing my mind for God, <laughs> when you see me in this place and I got to praise, just know I'm a living miracle. And some of you, your life is a miracle. You need to give God more praise than that. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. The God that stops the bleed before they even find it. How? 21 days. Fast. Pray. Put it in your catalog. Trust me, the day will come you'll need it. Trust me. Sometimes God just sends me to pray. I don't even know what I'm praying about. He doesn't know. The Bible says that the horse is prepared for the battle. He doesn't, I don't even know I'm preparing a horse for the battle. And in these 21 days, some people, you need to set up a stable of horses for your battle. Because a time is coming where you'll be under sedation. You wouldn't even have a word to pray. Oh, And the God of all flesh will remember you. Oh, yes. Let's bring this one out. It's not her time yet. It's not his time yet. They called my family. They said we're losing her. She's going. How? But the God of miracles is here for you. Please, let's rise to our feet. The God of miracles is here for us. until then I realized oh so the devil actually hates me and the thing is y'all messed around and came to the gap church so you got a target too we all sharing this thing together and that's why the intercession is so much in this church because we have to keep praying the arrows are so many but the glory is here just to just pray to God right now that Lord, in these 21 days of prayer, I don't want to leave 
and go to the second year of the Gap Church without my bank account of prayer. I want you to pray for yourself. Enable me, Holy Spirit. I want energy to pray. I need the grace to pray. Not pray because you have to. <laughs> pray because you need to. I need the energy, Holy Spirit. Anoint yourself. Place it on your head. This mind of me will wake up when I'm supposed to wake up. Nobody will remind me to pray. I'll have enough of a catalog to pray. 21 days, oh God. Make it more. I will key into what God is doing in this place. In the name of Jesus. The second prayer is just for those who have been in some mess. <laughs> and they need God to use the mess in the next 21 days. Let's just have that prayer point. If you've been in some mess, Lord, use this mess. Anoint me with this mess. Lord God, I don't want to waste the mess I've been in. Some of you, your mess is immigration issues. Some of you, your mess is financial. Use this mess, God. Some of you, you're the mess. God, use this mess. Please, Lord, don't let me waste what you're doing. I don't want to doubt when you move. I don't want to question your anointing. It's okay that it doesn't look good. It's good enough for me, God. If it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. Lord God, let this mess bring forth your glory. It's for your glory. It's for your glory. Use this mess. Use this mess. Lord God, anoint me with this mess. Going to ask Ameka to join me here. And we're going to just do a congregational blessing for the next 21 days. Just going to do a congregational blessing for the next 21 days. I want us to just fix our hearts to God. We don't want to leave you. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.